Yeah, g'day, mate. You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. So now for our next story, um, I thought it wise to offer a content warning um, as the story will contain themes of suicide and mental illness. The number of New Zealanders lost to suicide has dropped significantly, with the latest statistics showing the rate to be the lowest seen in the past three years. On Tuesday afternoon, Deputy Chief Coroner Anna Tutton released provisional suicide statistics for the 2021 to 2022 financial year. In the year to June 30th, the number of people who died by suspected suicide was 538. That's compared to 607 last year and 628 the year before. That is a decrease of 90 deaths in the past two years. This recent rate is statistically significantly lower than the average rate over the past 13 financial years. It's also the third year in the row that there has been a year-on-year reduction in suspected suicide. According to the coroner's office, the reduction in suspected suicide rates is consistent with international data. Most countries have seen no change or decrease in the rates of suicide, including across males and females and across age groups. Sean Robinson is the chief executive of the Mental Health Foundation and is joining me live now. Uh, Kia ora, Sean. Are you there? Kia ora. Yes, I'm here. Sean, every death by suicide is obviously a tragedy. And, you know, even one is too many. So there is obviously still work that needs to be done. But as for the decrease that we've seen over the last few years, that must be something the Mental Health Foundation must be quite pleased about, right? Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, at, look, those 538 deaths, they leave behind thousands of people who are grieving and affected. And, you know, my heart goes out to those people. Um, you know, I've been in that situation myself. Uh, the What we can take, though, out of the tragedy is some hope because we are starting to see beginnings of a trend, uh, you know, and and I think what, what, what it's showing is that some of the actions that are being taken are actually having an impact to reduce the number of deaths by suicide. So we can actually turn this very tragic uh, situation around. So you, you talk about some of the things that might have you know, be leading to a trend in decreased suicide rates. What what can you point to in particular that may have kind of given us this decrease uh, in rates over the last three years? Yeah, well, look, ourselves and also the, you know, the Office of Suicide Prevention are both, you know, we, we are looking at the fact that over the last three years with COVID-19, there's been an unprecedented amount of uh, encouragement for people to connect with one another, um, you know, to make sure they stay connected and reach out you know, in the context of COVID-19 uh, to do things like, you know, do the little things that look after our, our, keep our spirits up, that look after our sort of mental well-being, you know, doing a little bit of exercise, keeping up that connection, you know, trying some new things and uh, spending some time in nature. You know, all of these things, been a lot of encouragement to do that stuff. And surprise, surprise, those things that build our well-being are also highly protective uh, against suicide. Now, I know this not just from sort of research and, and, and theory. I know it from my own personal life experience because I have been one of those highly suicidal people. Uh, and I can tell you absolutely that uh, 
some of the fundamental things that have kept me alive and got me through that and into a space where I'm really thriving now um, was connection with people. You know, it was having people in my life who cared about me. They didn't have to try and be my counsellor. After the time that I attempted to take my own life, a friend dropped round and they didn't know that this had happened. I didn't call them and say this had happened. And I didn't tell them when they turned up. They could just see that I was not in a good space. And they really just kind of said, look, I'm your friend, you know, I care about you. And just that in itself was enough to help bring me back from that point of despair. And then in my ongoing recovery and my ongoing management of, of my uh, mental health, little things like keeping up a little bit of exercise, staying connected, if there's one thing I would say to everybody is keep connecting with people. You know, reach out every day and just say hi to someone in your network. Um, you know, keeping connected, spending some time in nature, eating well, trying to keep up regular sleep, taking some time to relax. All of these little things, they don't seem like much, but they add up to Mm. being absolutely life-saving and life-changing. So we've had unprecedented effort and resources putting into promoting that in the community. And, you know, look what we've got. We've got a downward trend in the number of suicides. Mm. My big concern, I guess, is that the politicians uh, won't even really understand or take notice of what has made this positive effect. And now that we're coming out of the restrictions of COVID, the resourcing for you know for promoting those well-being actions will will start to drift off. So, you know, my message is let's keep it up because it's having this really positive effect. So, so that's really interesting, Sean. It's it's connection. Connection is key. Um, which 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 seems kind of odd since uh, over the course of the pandemic, uh, you know, uh, connection was a huge thing that almost became disabled, at least physical connection or close connection with our loved ones. Um, so so what was it? Was it was it investment in 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 other forms of well being um, and other forms of connection that 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 really helped with this decrease? Yeah, look, I think, you know, for some people who would have been really struggling, they were around people more because when people were in lockdowns, you know, if you were, uh, you know, uh, and I'm not saying the lockdown was great and wonderful, but, you know, people got to spend time with other people, with their family or their or their housemates or whatever. Um, and even if you're not necessarily enjoying that time, being around people is hugely protective. The other thing is we were all encouraged, and you know, the Mental Health Foundation actively got out there and encouraged people to reach out, whether that be a phone call or you know, a Zoom or a text. You know, so to use the technology to connect. So I think we were much more because it was there were barriers to us connecting physically. Uh, we were more conscious and we were encouraged to be more conscious of making the effort to connect. Mm. So, uh, you know, I think those those factors really have made a big difference. Mm. And, you, and you brought it up a bit before, but how can we ensure that that is maintained? Um, that, you know, what, what can government do to, uh, you know, continue the kind of well-being investment that they've done over the course of the pandemic? And, you know... Eventually, we want to get these the suspected suicide rate to to null to zero. Um, yeah, how absolutely. How can we continue the reduction? 
Yeah, look, well, look, um, government could continue to fund the things that it's been funding through COVID that are about well-being. Um, and uh, frankly, it would be so cheap for them to do that. I mean, we are talking about, you know, less than $10 million, really, uh, per, per year, and you compare that to the hundreds of millions of dollars that is required to, say, build uh, a, a new um, wing on a hospital uh, to, you know, to wait till someone's in dire crisis. So, you know, for a, a rounding error and a fraction of a percent of what they spend on on services at the sort of crisis end, uh, they could pour money into uh, the preventive end, into the well-being end, uh, and uh, you know stop thousands of people needing those crisis services, and you know keep reducing this horrific uh, number of deaths by suicide. So. It's totally affordable. It's actually uh, it's actually an easy win um, for government. Mm. Uh, it, it's been hard to convince them that this stuff makes a difference, and they really have only invested in it because of COVID nineteen. Mm. Um, but you know, I really want them to notice the positive impact that it's had, and 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 recognise that you know, if very achievably, they can keep this action going. Mm. Often that comes up when, um, whenever I'm discussing health issues with any guest, it's it's there's an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff scenario, and there's very little attention paid to you know preventative actions, um, you know prior to crisis. So suicide is complex because it's this big nexus of issues. From you know, it's not just a health issue, but it's also a social issue, um, and it has economic determinants. Um, and so there are, I, I'm sure there are a whole range of things that uh, that we need to tackle as a society. Um, can you can you talk to us about some of the ways we, you know, as civilians, can be doing better to protect vulnerable people in our community? Sure. Yeah. Look, absolutely. And you're right. You know, I mean, suicide is complex, and I don't want to portray uh, the well-being stuff as the total solution, but it is a major part of the solution. And that's acknowledged even in the, you know, the New Zealand strategy for reducing suicide. So, uh, you know, I'm not the only person saying this. Uh, like I said, you know, in terms of what we can all do, um, you know, I have, we all have to be reminded to do this. And even as I've been doing these interviews the last couple of days, I've been reminded to reach out to a couple of friends, you know, and just message them and say, how are you going, mate? Haven't heard from you for a little while. And, you know, then they start messaging me back. And, and you know, it actually creates this connection, but it's a supportive connection as well. Um, so, you know, that is one, that is the number one thing, I think, is uh, put time and effort into your connection with other people, uh, you know, and, and, that can include, you know, someone in your street that you don't even know their name that you just sort of go hi to as you walk down the street. You know, it's amazing those little random acts of kindness, how powerful they can be, uh, even when you're in a really bad state. I mean, I experienced some pretty severe depression as a result of my bipolar. And someone smiling at me and saying hi can just, you know totally make my day they won't make my depression go away but they will 
they will give me a positive thing to hold on to. Uh, and, uh, you know, and at times when people are feeling actually suicidal, having positive things to hold on to literally helps to anchor them in mm. staying alive. Mm, it's a lifesaver. Yeah. No, random acts of kindness, I think. There are a lot of um, pretty amazing downstream effects of that. Um, Sean, I, one last thing that I'd like to touch on, because I think it's quite vital that we talk about it. Um, Māori are still disproportionately negatively affected by suicide uh, in Aotearoa. Uh, just to be clear, the provisional rate of suspected suicide for Māori for this financial year is at 15.9 people per 100,000 people. Uh, that's compared to the average of 10.2 per 100,000 people. Why, why is this, Sean, and what can be done? Yeah, well, look, I think, again, the, the issues are complex, but uh, on, on, but in one sense they're simple. Uh, I mean, Māori are impacted by 200 years of colonisation and racism, uh, and that has impacted on them economically uh, in terms of um, their wairua, their spirit, their sense of identity, their sense of future and, and options and opportunities. And so while we're turning a lot of these things around, that's a very slow turnaround, and you know ultimately it impacts on uh, on mental health and on a sense of well-being and a sense of despair uh, for for many Māori. I think you know again there is a really strong note of hope uh, in in this year's statistics because while that rate per hundred thousand is still way higher than the average rate. It has come down faster over the last three years than the rate for the wider population. So if we can keep that trend going, we are actually closing that equity gap between Māori uh, and non-Māori in terms of deaths by suicide. So, look, we're doing things that are working across the, across the country. You know, Te Rau Ora, Lavar, you know, many... Uh, uh, you know, Mates for Life, there are many, many community organisations, Te Ao Māori, uh, Pacifica, rainbow organisations, workplaces, communities that are doing really positive things uh, around suicide prevention. Uh, and, you know, if we can throw in that ongoing encouragement to do those little things that boost well-being, that boost kindness, that boost connection... You know, this stuff is working. We absolutely must keep doing it. Yeah, now, Seeds, that was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.